Howdy, welcome back to Tales from the Pits. This is Brian and Andrew. And once again, you can hear the hum of tires on concrete slash asphalt. Uh, where are we heading back from today, Andrew? Uh, we're on our way back from a seven-stop run that took us uh, from Whitney to Fort Worth, into Dallas, down to DeSoto, over to Waxahachie, and now back to Houston. Seven stops. Is that really something uh, you'd recommend to somebody? Absolutely not. Um, unless you're trying to get this passport business done as, as quickly as possible. What what passport business? What, what the hell are we doing? Um, I think we're getting a hat and maybe a koozie or something. Um, if you're not familiar by now with the Texas Barbecue Passport, um, it's something that Texas Monthly and Yeti introduced when the newest Top 50 list came out in late May. Um, where if you go to each stop on the top 50, you get a sticker and a passport. Uh, the passports come with the magazine if you buy, if you have that issue of the magazine. Um, or for a limited time, they were coming. Uh, the barbecue joints themselves had them in stock. But uh, from what I've heard, the, they were starting to run out of the barbecue joints. And once they're gone, I don't think they're replenishing them. So if you haven't gotten one yet, I would get one now. Um, but once you get the once you get your stickers, you get to redeem them for different Yeti prizes. Uh, we won't go through a list of all the different prizes here. You can go online at texasmonthly.com and, and search for that, or you can get the, the passport book itself. But the big prize is if you go to all 50, you get every prize on uh, that's that's available on the list. That includes coolers, hats, tumblers, buckets, all sorts of cool stuff. It's uh, it's 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 a neat way to get out and almost force people. Uh, but it, maybe the better word is to encourage people to go out and experience these joints and see the variety and everything that's on the top 50. I mean, uh, you know, I know a lot of us had talked about doing this with the last top 50. John Brotherton's the only one I personally know. He, he finished, he knocked out all 50 with no prize uh, last time. But now we see, especially over the summer, a, a large number of people, families, groups um, out there knocking these things out. Uh, you know, do hope that they're eating the barbecue and they're they're not just there to get a stamp uh you know i've talked about that a little bit in the past and tweeted on it you know this is about experiencing these barbecue joints it's not about just getting the prices i mean the prices are something that's that's the benefit to it but you know the point is to get out there and try to explore texas and see the variety of barbecue and and what we have out there right and you know people like us who are you know barbecue hounds you know, we would have gone to all these places eventually anyway, and we'd already been to a lot of them before the list came out, but this kind of gave us that push to do it even quicker than we normally would have done it. Um, but it's, you know, it's a, like Brian said, it's a great way to, to see different parts of Texas. And, and again, the biggest thing is eating the food and supporting these, you know, family-owned, blood, sweat, and tears barbecue joints, a lot of which are in small towns um, that have a lot of history and a lot of fun facts to them. Speaking of, of small towns, our first stop today... Um, Flores Barbecue, new to the list, uh, pretty new altogether. Um, recently moved. They now have a brick and mortar location. Uh, just opened, was it this last week or I, two weeks ago? I believe it was last week. Yeah, yeah they, they just moved into the new spot. And it's really a yeah, really nice spot. It's, uh, as Brian said, in the middle of nowhere. Um, not a whole lot around there. But uh, but it, what's nice is you can go if you get there a little bit early. And, you know, there was maybe, I don't know, less than 10 people there when they opened. So it's not like a place that you have to line up early at. But if you do happen to get there before they open for business at 11 a.m., uh, you can go inside and sit down and, you know, get away from the heat. It's a nice air-conditioned building, um, which after our Austin run a couple weeks back, where everything was outdoors, it was nice to be indoors for a while. We were melting, just melting. 
um, Texas heat, you know, we, we've been here. It's, we know what it is, but it, it uh, the fatty barbecue, the Texas heat, whatever. We're just a bunch of whiners. And the fatty you know. us. Yeah, the combination yeah. just doesn't work very well. We like to complain. Fine. Um, but let's talk about uh, Flores. So that was that was a surprise, I think, to both of us. I mean, a pleasant surprise. Um, of course, it should be good. It's on the top fifty list. You know that there's an expectation. Um, but some of these some of these places have a, a lower rating than others. So if you don't know, um, the ratings run from a 4.0 up through a 5.0, and uh, these some of these places are on the lower end of the spectrum of that. So you kind of expect a little variance, but. Um, Flores wasn't. Flores was really good. Uh, recently got a, a new smoker in, an additional smoker to handle the volume. Moberg, Sonny Moberg and team um, really coming up. A lot of uh, a lot of joints are getting these these new smokers. Uh, really nice looking pit. Yeah, it was a, it was a really cool looking pit. It's uh, it's that style that you're coming to get more familiar with. Uh, it's a similar similar set, uh, offset to what Franklin uses, similar to what John Lewis is using at La Barbecue. Um, where you've got these giant fireboxes and feeding feeding into the pit, uh, large propane tanks and a, and a really really large smokestack coming out, which uh, you know from what I understand uh, leads to some you know really heavy airflow and pushes pulls the air through the pit, the smoke through the pit at a really high rate. Um, so you know a lot of a lot of up and coming places are using them. I know that Tejas and Tombal is in the process of having a thousand gallon propane tank built you know into a pit from uh, from Moberg. So. Yeah, they, they've added that pit on there. Um, I know they're cooking higher volume. Uh, we did talk with them a little bit. They had been making their own sausage previously, but with the list kind of hitting them hard, they, you know, they've got a large influx of customers. They've had to uh, outsource the sausage for the time being. They are in the process of, uh, I believe one of the family members works at a processing plant, so the family member is going to begin making their recipe for them, hopefully in the near future, I believe. And three of those uh, joints that we hit today were a 4.25 and one of those indeed was Flores. Um, it was really good all around. I mean, I, I like the turkey. There was a lot of smoke in the turkey that was really good. Uh, brisket was good. Uh, ribs were good. I mean, just just really good all around. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty pretty straightforward menu. Uh, not, not a whole lot of like bells and whistles. It's your pretty standard barbecue menu. Um, brisket, ribs, sausage, turkey, pulled pork, beef ribs. Um, potato salad, coleslaw, and beans. Uh, we, we did skip the sides there today because we knew we had seven stops on this run, and so we, you know, gotta pace yourself. You really do. You really do. So we, you know, we, there are times where we wish we could eat more of the menu, and you know, we do try to get back to these places when we can. But the uh, good ones, the good the ones, good yeah, ones. yeah, the good ones, which Flores was. Uh, but we had really good brisket, um, and I really enjoyed the pork ribs as well. Good, uh, good pepper on both of them. So from there we left. Um, we left there and headed over to Crescent, Texas. Um, familiar to me in a location, but um, the restaurant had not been open when I used to go. I used to race uh, motorcycles at the uh, Motorsport Ranch there. Um, since then, and it's been they've been open about five years. So it's, it, obviously, that tells you how long it's been since I've been out there. Barbecue on the Brazos, I believe it's John Sanford. Right. Um, recent, not recently, but uh, it made the top fifty. Um, doing really good stuff. Um, you know, breakfast, we, we missed breakfast. Yeah, the breakfast uh, tacos were supposed to be really good, but unfortunately we, we couldn't get those today. You know, it's got there a little bit too late for that. Uh, but the setup of the place is really nice. It's actually it's inside of a Texaco, 
and you can go onto the but, second. But you floor. know, when you th- yeah, when you think of inside of a Texaco, I was picturing a tiny little cavity next to the you know as part of the the place. It really is a it's a restaurant, in in uh, as you're going into the second floor as well. It's a lot bigger than than I expected. Yeah, no, it really was, um, and so it's a two story building. And you can actually sit outside and watch the races going on as you're eating the barbecue, which is kind of cool. Um, but yeah, they're uh, they're using a, a Southern Pride, you know, gas fire assisted uh, pit. Uh, we did a little bit of uh, brisket ribs and turkey there as well. It was pretty much identical to what we had at uh, at Flores. Um, but again, you know, we have to limit ourselves. Um, so had, you know, just had a few bites of that. Didn't you know? We didn't even finish it because we're trying to pace ourselves. We bring coolers with us to save leftovers and things like that and uh, hashtag pro tip there you go um, yes plan accordingly don't eat everything that's on the plate at once you don't have to um, so we left there um, headed over to fort worth a uh, spot we've been trying to go to for a long time and just can't seem to get our way up there um, is uh heim barbecue in fort worth heim I-, I believe it's heim home in heim him? Okay. okay, yeah, it's Heim. Um, not as confusing as Kreitz or some of the other places. Uh, I've had them at, at the festivals, and, and of course, everybody talks about the bacon burn-ins. Um, so we got, of course, the bacon burn-ins, and that's another hashtag pro tip, is do a little research on, on the restaurant you're going to and make sure you're ordering um, what they're more well-known for. Um, some places have sides that they're more well-known for. Of course... The meat options are there, but if if everybody talks about the collard greens at one particular restaurant, try to get the collard greens at one particular restaurant. And here you get the bacon burn-ins, uh, very unique. They're, they're as expected, very fatty, very rich. So you also have to be very careful eating them. They do come. Uh, it was uh, six dollars for a quarter pound. I believe, I believe so. Yeah. yeah, I believe. Yeah, we ended up spending. There's three of us on our trip. We spent about twenty dollars each stop, so about seven dollars a person. Um, which doesn't break the bank for you. Um, obviously, it's, it makes this about a $50 barbecue run for us, not counting gas, of course. Um, but, yeah, we try to limit from a, from a stomach space standpoint and a spending standpoint how much we spend. But, uh, but yeah, do, do the research. If you don't want to be crazy like us and, and look at, you know, reviews and, and everyone's blogs and this and that, at the very minimum, take the magazine with you. Take the take the Top 50 magazine with you and at least read the blurbs where they talk about each place. Um, uh, we had Leslie refreshing us as, right. we, as we were pulling in to make sure we knew, okay, this is what... You know, and you can kind of try to read between the lines if they don't talk about the brisket and they talk about how great, how great the other proteins are, then probably get the other proteins. Vice versa. Nothing to do with Heim here, but um, just kind of another pro tip is, is read that and try to try to see what again what's what you should order what's recommended because you don't want to order the entire menu at every place you go to right yeah our full order at Heim was the uh, the bacon burn ends a little bit of brisket um, we did uh, one rib how much for one rib how much for one rib yeah well you can order one rib folks believe it or not take a knife and you can you can separate it out uh, especially if they're doing they're doing spare ribs which they were you get a nice big meaty rib usually there's a, there's enough meat on there for two yeah i mean all, you know if you're going on these seven stop or long long stop runs then you know pace yourself again have a have a sampling plate don't have a full plate of food um we also got some of the banana pudding there as well mm. 
Um, yeah, we did, we, we try to avoid the desserts most places, but every once in a while we just got to order them. Um, yeah, it's tough work. So yeah, we uh, we finished up at Heim. Heim had a pretty good line. Um, we were there, I guess about uh, it was about one one thirty. Yep. Uh, they had a pretty good line. Not you know, we had about maybe a fifteen minute wait before we ordered food. Yeah, I mean, reasonable amount of delay, but right. a little more than we expected. It is a Saturday though. So. Right. Right. I mean, that's you know, there's Saturday at a top fifty joint that that's fifteen twenty minutes wait. That's not bad. Yeah, and Heim has a full bar. You can get beer or you know mixed drinks at. Um, and I, I believe they're open at night as well. So, that, you know, it's a nice spot if you're in the Fort Worth area. It's a nice spot for you to, you know, relax at at night. I don't know if they have full barbecue menu at night or not. But, uh, but yeah, the full bar is a nice thing that you don't get at many barbecue joints. And, and I need to point out, Andrew is not driving off onto the shoulder of the road. <laughs> um, we're in a construction zone where the lane has moved over. So um, he is perfectly fine, and he did not go to the bar. So, but you may hear that, and in fact, you're going to hear it again as he changes lanes. But um, un- unfortunately, you know, it's what we do when we're on the road. Um, after Heim, and, and Heim was really good, um, what was after Heim? Uh, from Heim, we went over to uh, Lockhart Smokehouse, a place that we've all been before uh, multiple times. Um, but obviously, we're working our way through the list, so we you know, had, had, to, had to make it part of our tour. And a little history of Lockhart Smokehouse, right? It's it's uh, it's relatives of the Schmidt family, right? Uh, right. From Lockhart, Texas, the Kreitz and and the Schmidts were the two, uh, not Kreitz and the Schmidts. Kreitz Market was owned by the Schmidt family. They split in Lockhart. They have two restaurants, but those families have since opened up uh, their Schmidt family barbecue and bee caves. Um, Lockhart Smokehouse. Um, is there another one? Uh, well, Lockhart Smokehouse has two locations, and this is this is important. The Dallas location is the one that made the top 50 list. Um, that doesn't mean the other location is worse. Right. But, but if, if you're on this this Yeti sticker quest... Don't you, go to Plano. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you will not be happy. Um, so, yes, uh, Dallas, uh, Lockhart Smokehouse has two locations. The Dallas one's the one you want to go to for if you're going for sticker passport purposes. Um, they do serve the Christ Market sausage. Yay! Yay! One of our, one of our favorite barbecue sausages. Um... That they do serve shoulder clog, which is pretty unique to the Kreitz market and the Schmidt family. Um, we did. We were going to get some of the deviled eggs because they're, uh, they they put a different smoked meat. I don't know if it's a different one every day, but they tend to put different smoked meats inside of deviled eggs. Stuffed deviled eggs. Right, and they're really good. I've had them before, but unfortunately, by the time we got there, they were sold out. They had a really good line as well, I thought. for uh, I think it was about 2.30 on a Saturday, yeah. which is usually not peak you know, restaurant time. You know, that's in between the lunch and dinner rushes, but uh, they had a really strong line. Again, about a 15-minute wait. It wasn't anything bad. We're not talking Franklin stuff here. And, and while I've been there before, and Andrew's been, I guess we just never noticed they they run a Buley pit, um, which is very more more common in East Texas, but also um, uh, Russell Ragels and and others run a Buley. Um, so it's interesting to see that in the back, um, just right behind the meat cutting station, right, right there in yeah. the building. It's right there. Um, but yeah, we had a little bit of a uh, little bit of brisket. We had, of course, we had to get the Kreitz Market sausage because we can't see that and not get it. Um, and then we had the blue cheese coleslaw as well. Interesting. That was uh, maybe maybe not for me, um, but yeah, that it was, was it was different. It was different. I mean, I love blue cheese and I like coleslaw. Um, there was a spice in there as well. I, I didn't know for me. I didn't know if it married all that well together as a dish. 
but uh, but teach their own. I mean, blue cheese is an acquired taste. Not everyone loves it, so if you're a real blue cheese fanatic, you might like it. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's something different, and we try to you know we try to throw those in every now and then a non-standard item just to break up the day and, and experience something that we can't get at other barbecue places. Kind of another little hashtag pro tip is the vinegar um, in a lot of the potato uh, a lot of the uh, coleslaw will also help your digestion along with pickles. Um, so make sure you you try to eat some of that here and there because uh, again you know even if you're just eating a small amount at each place if you're doing seven lunches you know it's going to get a little yeah. ridiculous yeah and you know going back to vinegar obviously pickles are a good way to kind of palate cleanse one thing i thought was kind of interesting because we've eaten we've been eating a lot of houston and austin barbecue lately which you're seeing a lot of these joints start making their own pickles and pickled onions and things like that I think out of the seven stops we had today, only one place made their own pickles, and that was Flores. Flores, the first stop yeah. We had today, uh, we, we didn't have any other house-made pickles. Not that a not that a barbecue joint has to make house-made pickles. Obviously, it's a lot of time. I go to a barbecue <laughs> joint because of their house-made pickles. Right, right. If you're going yeah. there, you're going there for the wrong yeah. reasons. But but it was it was kind of interesting to go to Dallas and you know after the other two big cities that we've been eating in and uh, had that difference there. So after after um, Lockhart. We went to Pecan uh, Lodge, right? Right, yeah. Pecan yeah. Lodge is next on the uh, on the agenda. I'm yeah. so full, I'm having a hard time remembering the day already. And it wasn't even that long ago. No. But, uh, but yeah, we, we got to Pecan Lodge, which is in the deep Elm area of, uh, of Dallas. It's kind much of, better than the shallow Elm. Uh, shallow yeah, Elm, you just don't want to go uh, to. Yeah, no one, no one goes to shallow Elm anymore. That's so last year. Um, I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. Uh, Deep Ellum is, uh, I, I kind of relate it to uh, Edo in Houston, in the east downtown area. Edo, yeah, I was going to say, Edo, what the hell is that? People don't know that. Yeah, it's the east downtown area of, of Houston. Um, that's kind of up and coming. You're seeing more bars and restaurants open there. Uh, Deep Ellum is kind of the it's same like way. City Sopa in South Park. Uh, yeah, I guess. I don't Whatever, know. yeah. But, uh, but it's uh, it's busy down there. there. There's bars, restaurants, clubs, all sorts of different stuff over there. Uh, parking can be very difficult. We circled the blocks a few times, ended up paying for parking. Um, but uh, well, I don't think there was free parking anywhere. There was meters on the street. Maybe the meters on the street were free. Maybe I'm not sure. But um, the meters in the damn parking lot that was five bucks just to park. Right. So uh, so yeah, we remember when Moon Pies cost a nickel and all yes, that. So, yes, yes. so the five dollar parking. Just, yeah, whatever. Nickel coffee. So, <laughs> so we go into Pecan Lodge. Um, really strong line there. And now we're at the, about, was it 3.15? 3.30, almost 3.30. Yeah, yeah close. So we, we did not expect that strong of a line at that time of day. But, and not just the line, but the, the restaurant was full. Right, yeah, completely yeah. full. They were they were slammed. Great. Uh, great for them. Right, and, you know, they have, they've got a pretty sizable menu with a lot of different options. We did see someone eating a fried pork rib while we were Yeah, there. while we were in line, we saw somebody eating the fried pork rib. They're only three bucks a piece, which I think is pretty, how much for one pork rib? Right, yeah. Three, three bucks. bucks if it's fried. Um, and I thought that was very reasonable, uh, but they were sold out by the time we got up to Yeah, order. we were t- we were absolutely looking to order that. Uh, so we had, Yeah, I know. It happens. So we ended up with uh, some moist brisket, uh, the home house-made jalapeno cheddar beef sausage, um, some burnt ends, which we'll get to in a minute, and some green chili bacon mac and cheese. Is that it? Is that all we ordered? I think that was it. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it was the brisket was very good. 
really, really well rendered. They used, I believe, mesquite. It did, it did taste Something. like mesquite. We'll have to confirm that. Yeah. I, don't, I don't want to give you the wrong impression. It, 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 had, that, it, had, that, yeah, it had that kind of yeah. bite tingle to it. It did, yeah. it did, but that could have just been, hey, this is our fifth stop today. <laughs> yeah. could have been some chemical imbalance. Right, right. So, yeah, we, we will uh, look into that some more confirm it. But, uh, but yeah, it did, did have a, did a little punch to it, um, but it was uh, really well cooked. The jalapeno cheddar beef sausage was really good. It had a really good beefy homemade flavor, and there was some seasonings in there that are pretty non-standard, I think. I uh, can't put my finger on exactly what all they are, but uh, it could have been some sort of uh, aromatic spice, like a, not, I don't want to say clove, because I don't think it was clove, but something in that family. It was it was good, and that's that's what's nice about a um, about a unique a unique house-made sausage is that you can do that and you can you can again play with it a little bit play with your sausage i know uh you can get a little bit crazy with it um and and you know as long as it's good it's not always going to be good but that this was one that did work out really well yeah it was it was really good and the uh the green chili mac and cheese um the first time i had it was years ago when they were still in the farmer's market and it was mine and my wife's one one of our favorite sides i'd had in a while um and then, you know, I haven't been back to Dallas very much. I had it one other time in development. Yeah, it didn't blow me away, to be honest. But uh, but today it was really good. Really, oh, really good. Really, really, really creamy. creamy. Well, and I don't want to use the word creamy. It was real thick, though. Oh, it was true. It was, some people, maybe when they think creamy, think thin. Right. It um, wasn't soupy in any way. Yeah, it wasn't soupy. Yeah. It was a nice thick cream. Thick cream of playing with your sausage. I don't know where the hell we're going now. <laughs> um, so anyway, let's just... It was great. Let's just leave it at it was great. Um, and I really like the bacon with it. I know... People can tend to go overboard or kind of silly, you know, crushed Cheetos or something. But it, it worked really well. Yeah, it was yeah. just a nice little sprinkling of it. it. wasn't overpowering. It was just a nice textural difference, nice salty contrast to the to the fatty richness of the cheesy, creamy uh, mac and cheese. Which uh, which brings us to the burnt ends. Well, I guess that was a burnt end. Um, hey, look, we're not going to knock them um, too much. We're going to have to knock them a little bit. you got to realize that. Um but Andrew's had the burn-ins there before, and, and that was one of the first things he mentioned when we got in line. Uh, but this was just a little different. It was one single hunk of meat. Yeah, well, let's, let's, let's back up a little bit. We ordered a quarter pound of burn-ins, and if you're familiar with Texas burn-ins, they're, I don't know, maybe one-inch cubes of meat. Typically, that's how they come. Yeah, about one-inch yeah. cubes, yeah. cubes of meat that are sauced and crisped up on the pit. This was, like Brian said, one hunk of meat that was sauced it might have been thrown back on a pit but it, I mean, well, it, it there was so, there might have been sauce as it cooked a second time but they also just drizzled it with fresh sauce right so it wasn't that caramelized what what you're lacking at least what we like and what we've had is when you cube them up all four sides get sauced all four sides get seasoning when they go back in they get that glaze or caramelization on them and it, it almost encapsulates the meat and this you have to cut it and then you don't have that that four that six corners of, of glaze right yeah it was, it was just very different from what we were used to from a burnt end standpoint the meat uh, itself was good oh yeah, yeah. i mean you know, the meat was perfectly fine it was you know, you know nice and tender and well rendered and all that fun stuff but from what what we thought we were ordering it was very different from what ended up on the plate right yeah still good um good experience there I can't imagine that place when it gets really busy, like at, at night or right at lunch rush. It might right. be hard to get in and get out. But just, again, be prepared. Have some uh, uh, money for parking. 
they do yeah, take credit cards at the place we stopped at. And it's yeah. another place that has a bar, uh, which yeah. is, you know, again, a nice option if you're wanting to hang out you can for spend a, a lot of time. There's a lot of shops there. Um, what kind of shops are there? There's gender neutral clothing store there's places i don't even understand uh, the, <laughs> there's a lot of different stuff a, there what was the man mantique was that was that deep bellum or was that closer to uh, lockhart i can't remember i don't that. know that's just what i call you behind your back so. <laughs> yeah yeah there's a mantique store so i you know it's it's a little over my head i, I don't know what's going on these <laughs> days get off my lawn so uh, yeah pecan lunch was a really good stop i enjoyed it um it may have been my favorite overall stop of the day. I don't know, Flores was really good too. Um, but uh, but we enjoyed Pecan Lodge a lot. They were, the previous top 50 list, they ended up in the top four. Um, you know, were, they moved from the farmer's market in Dallas over to the Deep Ellum area. Much um, better building. And yeah, right, and their volume has increased a lot since then. You know, they, like I said, they have night service now, whereas they were lunch only back in the farmer's market days, and I believe they took less days then too. Um, but uh, but they, they did drop in the rankings this time. Um, they are, they weren't in the top ten. I believe they went from uh, they went to a four two five on the on, the text, five, on yeah. the text monthly rating. Which uh, if if you're not familiar with the ratings, it's it's sort of an unofficial tier system. The top ten is all five or four point seven five. The eleven to twenty is all four point five, and then I believe it's what twenty one through thirty five. Correct. Twenty one through thirty five was a four two five. Right, and then thirty six or fifty is a four rating. So we've kind of broken it up into tiers just for our own research purposes and our own. What we try to do is manage our expectations based on those tiers. Um, we don't expect to have the same food from a four point zero as we do from a four point seven five, and vice versa. But uh, so yeah, we finished up Pecan Lodge, and we knew we were under a time crunch after that. Yeah, it was four o'clock when we left Pecan Lodge. Right, and there, we knew there was two more stops we wanted to get to uh, on the way back to Houston. Uh, so our next stop was Top Five Barbecue in Desoto. Um, strip Center, very unassuming. Um, also uses a, uh, a Southern Pride uh, smoker, the gas assist. Uh, very nice folks, very friendly. We were able to get in. Uh, we just got our order to go because, again, time crunch. So we got right back on the freeway and uh, went up to Harris. And we knew this was going to be very close. It was they, they technically closed at 530 or till sold out. And, again, hashtag pro tip, you need to really know when they average time they sell out. Um, and we knew this was going to be somewhat of a crapshoot. Right. And some of these places it's easier to find out than others depending on their social media presence right. and things like that. Yeah, they, they don't have, to our knowledge, they don't have a Twitter presence, so it was a little bit harder. And we and here's what we could have done in hindsight. We could have called ahead um, and called them, but we were able to get in. So, um, you know, we, we asked nicely. Uh, they were still, they were kind of wrapping up for the day. They were actually preparing, I think, for a catering. Right. That's what he said for that night. So they were there, um, but they were out of everything, just about, and they had a link of sausage left. So one of our things is, we don't just want to grab stickers and go. Um, you know, certainly we would have liked to eat a larger sample, but um, they did have a link of sausage. We were able to get the link of sausage, um, just like a, a, a fairly standard cracked pepper. It was a good sausage. Right, and, yeah, and a huge thanks to them for for even you know even trying at that point. Very nice to us. Very uh, patient. Yeah, uh, you know. But again, we were also being cordial to them. We knew that there was a risk. We're not upset that they had sold out. You can't. Right. Um, you know, be nice to these people. And, you know, yeah. a lot of these places, and, and this was one example, uh, we talked to Mr. Harris for a few minutes, and, you know, they're getting a large, much larger volume. They're getting a, another pit. Um, actually, it was a trailer with a pit on it, I think. Yeah. 
um, you know, they're trying to deal with the, these added volume of, of business that they're getting. So bear with them as well, because it, it's a lot of these guys are going through growing pains, you know, everywhere from people in the top 10 to people all the way spread throughout the, the list. Right. And understand, if it's a place local to you, if you go there and, you know, they're sold out of something or maybe it's not as good as you thought it was going to be, go back because this is a very hectic time for a lot of these places. And they may, you know, they're, they're doing their best to keep up with demand, keep up with, you know, cooking as much as they can and controlling the quality. But it, it's possible that your first trip, it may not hit that perfect mark you're hoping for. So, I mean, obviously, if it's a place that's 500 miles away from you, it, it's a lot harder to get back to. But if it's a local place you hadn't been before and you went because they're on the list and you didn't love it, it wasn't the best stop that day, go back and then give it another shot because I think, you know, I think it's important to where, where you're going there is also, if they're located way out in the corner of Texas somewhere, do some really good planning. and Make sure you get there well before they close. Right. If it's a place that's right off of I-35 that maybe you can hit again, it's not as important if you, if you miss out and you come back on another day. But, you know, the, the worst thing to do is to be heading out all the way out to some corner of Texas and find out that they're closed. It's another pro tip. Right, and, you know, yeah, and we'll, we're going to do a recap of, we're about halfway through the list, so in a, in a later podcast, we're going to do a recap of, uh, of of our first half of the trip so far, and we'll give you some more tips and more things that we've learned, lessons we've learned the hard way, and things like that. Um, but, but yeah, again, the Harris Barbecue was our seventh stop on the list. Man, really, really good folks, um, and uh, yeah, that, that yeah, was... That mean, was the other thing, um, you know, we did notice today was pricing... Um, you know, throughout the throughout the day, um, I think Harris was the cheapest. They were sixteen for for a pound of brisket, right. which is surprising. I mean, most top fifty places, you know. I mean, brisket has gone up recently. Um, I, I talked to some people; it's fifty cents a pound. You got to realize that you lose about half of your product during cooking. So, the price of brisket really went up about a dollar a pound just a few weeks ago. So, eighteen and even twenty is is average, I would say. Um, not to be unexpected, and, and there are some on the higher end of that. We saw 22 a pound today at Pecan Lodge, all the way down to 16. And then different pricing across the menus. And, and what we'll do is, um, we'll end this podcast. We're right at the right at the half hour. I think it'll be a good breaking point. We'll come back and we'll talk about some of the menu pricing and just things to be aware of. Um, I, I see in reviews some people are very upset when they buy a beef rib and they find out that you know it's a $30 item, uh, $60 for two people for lunch you know those kind of things and you know that's going to happen if you're not prepared we were able to get away today like Andrew said um, I'd say an average of $20 some we went a dollar or two over some and dollar two under that's for three people yeah and and no we weren't going to have a full meal for three people for 20 bucks but we certainly had more than enough and and we didn't eat everything we brought bringing some back um, at that price so you can do it you just have to be have to let your 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 brain do the talking, not your eyes. It don't yeah, overwork. Not your stomach. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and whew, I'm full. With that though, we'll wind up. Um, this is Ryan and Andrew. We're doing a double back barbecue event coming up as well soon. Um, just you know, we have to plug ourselves sometimes, guys. This is what we do for a hobby, and uh, maybe down the road more. But uh, we're doing a double back barbecue pop up. Yep. We'll be uh, out at the Hop Stop in in Humble, Texas. Uh, Saturday, July 22nd. Uh, barbecue starts at 2 p.m. There's going to be live music all day. Uh, it's the Hop Stops Christmas in July party. They're going to have a lot of really good craft beer on tap. 
the beer starts flowing at noon and the food starts at 2 p.m. And uh, we're going to have some, you know, some of your standard barbecue items there. We'll have some special items there. Uh, they're also doing a book drive, so we highly recommend uh, bringing a book up there. We are uh, providing a free dessert to anyone who brings a book to the book drive. While supplies last, we'll make as much dessert as we can. Um, but yeah, if, you, if you'd like to actually try some of this barbecue that we, uh, we, we produce, come on out. We'd love to see you. You can make fun of us. It's okay. Uh, we're Doubleback Barbecue on Twitter, Facebook, the yeah. web, Instagram. Instagram, all of that. We don't do Snapchat. We're too old for that, I think. Um, not even sure. Get off my lawn again. Anyway, that's going to be a wrap for this one. Uh, we'll catch you on the next one.